Good morning, Rav Boisai. Ah, we had this Amatzi uh, Shabbos, John Shetrit. I showed this picture. Here's a guy working out, and uh, here he is doing his siyum. Uh, In fact, it was pointed out to me. If you look, I, I chopped it off when I did the picture. If you look at this picture, he's working out, but he has the learning going on right over here. So that's that's what this picture is all about. Is also a Trump teacher? A who? We have here Josh Whistler. He says, uh, he wanted to make a seum. He was in Miami, but there was a holiday party. If you know what I mean, he says, it went on too late. He missed the seum. And then he got a message from Michael Bamela. And he says, uh, come on over. He was, he's uh, throwing some sort of seum. And uh, he went over there. All, I don't think they know each other. They didn't know each other before this. And Mamela, he was in Miami. He was able to do a seum together. So, Yishukayach. We have here another picture. Another very interesting story. Ephraim Hod. Something very interesting happened recently. I figured I would share with you. I was in a bagel shop a few weeks ago and was approached by an almond who lost his wife a little less than a year ago. At the time, he said he wanted to make his first seam ever on Gemara in honor of his wife's yards and asked me to help him. Now, I'm someone mamish, mamish, disliked Gemara growing up, but fell in love with it after starting your shear. He said he heard, he heard Tamid was a short mesechta and wanted to complete it. I recommend the uh, Tainus, short and easy. I hesitated and said, I'll get back to him. I thought about it during the day and figured if Ellie invests his time to give over his share to us, then there's definitely a way for us to do the same. I agreed to do it and it was an incredible experience. We completed it for, in time for the yard side and emotion was outstanding. Thank you for giving us the tools to help others attach our picks from learning the Siyam Ephraim Hog. Here he is learning Tamid with an almond. Tamid. No, no, no. The guy wanted Tamid. That's what he's saying. He went out of his comfort zone, learned it, and here it is. Here's the Beis Migdash in the picture. And uh, I'm only going to read one uh, email. There are many, but this one is, um, it reminded me, this is from. I don't even know his name. Okay, Shkoyach for not saying. It says this week's parasha in Perik Beis, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Vayarbisiv Loisam Rashi Nosan Eino Veliboy Liyos Meitzar Aleim. So I mentioned this Rashi a number of times. I love this Rashi. I spoke about it. Uh, one of uh, our big Suda uh, Seida, that one of the main ingredients of our MDY family. Thanks for being the catalyst. Bezer Hashem Yisbarach, Brochvat Slacha, Halavai Viter Ben El. In other words, Rashi is saying that Moshe Rabbeinu looked out the window and it doesn't say Vayar. He just saw. Rashi says, this is for your Dvar Torah, Rabbi. You can put this in your thing. It doesn't just say he saw. It says he saw Vinosan Liboy. In other words, when we said uh, we have to daven for one of the guys that was here for the Siyum, he was here for Shir. He does all our graphics. Shalom Baruch Yehuda ben Malka Freda. There's one thing, oh, Oh, never. He's on a rest. Okay, weiter. Says the Gemara. Or you could picture him lying in the hospital and his wife crying over him and his little children, three-year-old, four-year-old, six-year-old, all these little kids. When's daddy going to come home? When's Tati coming home? It's Liboy. Like, literally feel it. All right. 
What's your name again? Biyamin. Ben. Ben Rachmiel from Yerushalayim. Biyamin tells me he made his very, very first siyam on Mesech's Roshana, the night of his wedding. Correct? Yevaldek, Rebbe Yamin, all the way a guest from Yerushalayim. Shukaya for coming. The part of the for the Koyal is Chaim. Lilu Nishmas Yishuari Leiba Koyim Ben Yonason Chaim. Mesechtis Megillah is by the Davis family, Kess, uh, Davis and Kessler families in Schus for four Shlema for Miriam Esther Bas Dvaira. Mesechtis Megillah, sponsored by Shmuel Yaftaf 245, Lina Shmuel Yaftaf in honor of RL97, Akiva Tepper for introducing me to Rebellion's Daf. Paras Achoydesh, Daniel Tzil Cohen, Schus for four Shlema for Gavriel Ben Yomim Ben Cyril Fruma, Amen, and for four Shlema, yes. There is encouraging news about Yidi, Leibovitz, Shalom, Baruch, Yehuda, Ben, Malka, Freda. They hope to, his numbers are getting better. Baruch Hashem. But he still needs Rachmei, Shemayim, Merubim. Yesterday was the hardest daf in Mesechus Megillah. And uh, I think it was, uh, it was very gishmak. We learned the Yisoydas. And we are in the middle of the sugya of Mitzayra. So just to be clear, I, I, it felt great. I went after Shir, I went to a young guy, I went to a few people. Later on during the day, I said, no, tell me the halachas of Zav. And they were, Zav, one Ria is like a Balkari, two Riyas, three Riyas, no carbon, yes carbon, but to get that and to go with it for the rest of Shas. Now the, the Mishnah talks about a Metzairah. Metzairah, there's two types of Metzairah. Metzairah Muzgar and a Metzairah Muchlat. Muchlat is Bechlet, it's a done deal. Muzgar is he's just confined. So what's the difference? If there's a tsaras on the body, on the skin, it's a certain size, only a kayan can take a look at it. He doesn't even have to be a tamat chacham, we said, but he's a kayan. He takes a look at it. If he's not sure, he doesn't see any simonim in it, he tells the guy, you are locked up for a week. Come back to me in a week. Comes back in a week, he looks at it again. If nothing happened, nothing changed, go back for a week. So this is like, he doesn't know really what's going on. So he's a musgar. But if he's a mukhlat, if there's two white hairs, if there's, it grew, it, it has some live flesh in, in the middle, then he's a mukhlat. Mukhlat means he's an absolute mitzvah. And as the Mishnah said, what's the difference between the two? The difference is priya and prima. Priya, either uncovering the hair, letting the hair grow, and prima, the, uh, Cutting like like an oval, you rip the clothing. So when you're a mukhlat, you have to do those two things. When you're not a mukhlat, you don't do those two things. So we brought a raya yesterday, uh, a reason, and the Gemara shlugged it up. Now we're holding Ella Omarava. It's, I think, like six lines down from where the Gemara starts. In other words, right in the center of the Amun. Ella Omarava. Mehacha. I have another pshat. Batsarua Asherboi. Hanega. So let's just look at the pasuk for a second. Hatsrua Shabaya Nega. I see the zoom. That's beautiful, but it doesn't do me any good, Gary. Okay, I could go like this also if you want. Batsura Shabai Hanega Begod of you frumim Varoshiya Purua. So over here you see Prima and Priya. Asherboy Hanega. Asherboy. The nega is in him, in his body. That's what we're learning from. 
This is a Matsaira that is very dependent on the Tsaras. The only way he could go home and get rid of everything is when the Tsaras is healed. It's Begufai. The other type of Mitzvah, called a Muzgar, he's not a real true Mitzvah, he's dependent on days, meaning Elabiyamim. So what happens here? Here, this has to do, this is another parak. This is in Perik Yud Gimel, the next parak says, When it's completely healed, then he could go home. That's a Metzayra Mukhlat, an absolute Metzayra. He needs it to heal. But a Metzayra that's not Mukhlat, he's a Muzgar, the kind doesn't know really what's going on. He doesn't see any changes. He doesn't see any Simanim. So he has to stay there for seven days. If it doesn't help the seven days, he stays for another seven days. So what are we waiting for? Days. Once the days are over, he could go home. Even though it's the same size, even though nothing changed with the tzaras, because two hairs didn't grow, he goes home. But the mukhlat, absolute mitzvah, he has to heal. So, if you remember yesterday, we'll just show it again. Why not use a, a old chart? A mitzvah is really bad if you're. Tommy Mace or Sheris, you have to go out of this machna right over here. If you're a Zav and a Valkyrie, you have to go out of the blue. Between the blue and the green, you could still stay within Yerushalayim. If you're Mitzvah, get out completely beyond this green line. Mitzvah is the worst. So you're telling me, it says, the Pasuk about Shiluach says, it's about being in him, not days, but it has to heal. So maybe, perhaps, if it's maybe a, a Metzorah Muzgar, which is dependent on days and not on the actual Tzeras, doesn't have to leave the walled city of Yerushalayim. Maybe, yeah, there's such a Nafkimina. That can't be. Why? Because then that Nafkimina should be in our mission, and it's not. The only difference between the two Metzorahim is two things. Priya and Priyama. Ripping the clothing and the hair. But it doesn't say anything about a difference between leaving your shalim and not. So there's no difference. Yesterday we had this amazing uh, thing in Rashi. That when a Mitzvah goes into the house, everything becomes Tame. Now, if he became Tar, and he goes into the house, and then later on, two days later, two white hairs grow. So everything in the house remains Tar. Because at the time that he went into the house, he was Tar, just the two hairs appeared two days later. But that's only on Bia going into the house. But touching something, let's say the Mitzvah touched the Kli, and 26 years later, two hairs grow out. Two white hairs, because he got old. So two white hairs, not because he got old, because white hairs are Tomei, but I'm saying, even if you're going to attribute it to him being old and he has white hairs, grow out of the Tzaras, all of a sudden that Kli from 26 years ago becomes Tomei, unbelievable Chiddush in Rashi. Yeah, we did all the sponsors. Seems like from the Mishnah that when it comes to everything else, the Muzgar and the Mukhlat are equal. What is a Muzgar? Not absolute. What's a Mukhlat? Absolute. Remember that for the rest of your life. Omalei, 
Yemei kol yemei l'rabois metzoyro musgor. You're right. Mishiluach. It shouldn't be like that. We should say that there is a difference between a musgor and a muchlat, but because there's a special pasuk, kol yemei. So we add that also. Now the Bach takes out these words over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, he's not even a he's not even a, a mitzayir really. It comes out that he's not a full fledged. Yeah. The 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 Bach takes out the next nine words. And he goes like this. He explains that the Gemara is just going back to the Mishnah. When the Metzoira, who's a Muzgar, and a Metzoira, who's a Mukhla, when they come out, one comes out because he did his 14 days, the other one comes out because his nega disappeared. What is the difference between the two? The one that's an absolute Metzoira, he has to go through an entire process, it's a very lengthy process, going to the mikveh twice, shaving off all his body here, all of it, bringing karbanais, the whole thing. The, the Mishnah just says it in two words, Tiglachas Vitzipar. My taima, and he sticks in the word, my taima. What is the reason? Me, again, that whole pasuk that the talks about, the whole process is only me, which it has to heal and go away. But the musgar, the not such a, uh, just a confined one, but not the muchlot. He doesn't have to go through the whole process. Okay, that's it. Now we're back to Megillah. Well, not really, but not these hard sugis. It wasn't that hard, by the way. We have Mesechdis that every dab is going to be like that. But that's in years from now. Latzlacha, this is the official mission of Latzlacha Ruchni. Shimshin David, Lipa ben Yehudas Beila, and Yosef Yehuda ben Yehudas Beila. Says the Mishnah, and we're going with the same theme. There's no difference between this and that. Only this. What is the difference between Tanakh, Torah, Nevi'im, Eksuvim, and Tefillim Seems like from the Mishnah, you could write a Sefer Torah in English, you could write Navi, you know, those who read the Navi from parchment, you could write it in any language, in French, in English. But when it comes to a mezuzah and tefillin, you must write it in Ashuris, which is Lashen HaKodesh. Lashen HaKodesh slash Ashuris is a type of Ksav. Now we're referring to the language, the language of Ashuris, the language of Lashen HaKodesh. We're going to see in the Gemara, and it turns out at the end of the Sugya, that's actually a Pasuk. The Pasuk says you could write Sefer Torah in Greek. That's it. The only language in the world, Greek. It's a beautiful language. It's beautiful. That's the end of the sugya. But only in Greek. Gemara is going to tell us a beautiful story. I don't know, it's so beautiful. It's maybe a little sad actually. But a, a long story about what happened and how we got into Greek. But at the end of the day, there's, there's a possible. Says the Gemara, Holotov from Begidin. But to use sinews, gid. Here I have gidim. I went yesterday to a cipher and he gave me a, a roll of gidim. Here, the stuff. <laughs> now, it comes out from Rashi. Let me, let me show you something very, very interesting. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, seriously. 
I want to know, what do you think? Is this kosher? I did this yesterday. He gave me this mezuzah. I took a, a, a scissors and I cut it in half. I'm serious. I cut this in half and then I sewed it with sinews. I took his git and I, I, uh, I, I attached it with the sinew. Is this kosher or not? Rabbi said, kosher? Kosher or not? Oh, let's say it was kosher before. Let's say it was kosher before. Kosher or not? So Rashi says this is kosher. And it's muhach from the sugya, like Rashi's right, although a lot of Rishonim argue. Because the Gemara says, from For tefillin and mezuzah, you must use gidin. Now where in the world are you using a sinew in a mezuzah? The only time you'd use, says Rashi, is if it's cut in half. Cut in half, you have to use sinews. Everybody agrees you have to use a gid. You can't use flax for a sevetaira. The way you put the ureas together in a sevetaira is with the gid. You ever notice in your tefillin, there's a little piece sticking out. This here is because that's how they tie the, the tefillin with. Even the actual parshias inside. If you ever open up a tefillin, there's a little, it's wrapped in a gid. You have to use a gid. How do we know this? Halacha l'moshem esinai. Switch microphones. And it's on? Should I take off the other one? You want me to leave it? Just add. He said switch. You see, you got to be medayik in the l'shoinus. Baruch Hashem. Now Zoom can hear me. Beautiful. Okay. I feel more chashev. Three microphones. I'm getting more and more. Yeah. So... <laughs> you, can't, you can't use old tricks. You got to get the new tricks. Oh, that microphone. I saw that one, Yossi. I saw it. Fine. Now, as we learned, you know, when you touch, even a Megillah, we all touch the Megillah, we touch. That's because it's Litzayrach, whatever, and we're very mad not to touch the Sevetayrach. If a guy does Hagiban and starts falling apart, people roll with their talus. You're allowed to touch it if it's mama. You see the Sefer is going to get ruined. But we, we don't touch it because it, it creates Toma. Chacham and were geyser that time, the 18 things. The geyser Toma, they don't want people touching the, the Sefer Torah. So they said, if you do, you become Tommy. Okay. It says in the Mishnah that you write Sefer Torah in any language. Viraminu, Mikra Shiksavay Targum. If you take a pasuk, and instead of writing the pasuk, you put what Unculus writes, or let's say the pasuk says Aramaic. Now, where does the pasuk say Aramaic? So, by Lavan, very good. What's the words? Very good. So, here's the pasuk. Yigar Sadusa. Yigar means a mountain that's a witness. Sadusa is witnesses. And ya- that's what Lavan called it. He, he said it in Aramaic. And Yaakov called it Gal Eid in Hebrew. The same thing, but in Hebrew. In Lashon Kaidish, which is Gal, a mountain, Eid, witness. So if you flipped it out, you said instead of Yigar Sadusa, you stuck in this word, you put Gal Eid instead of, what does it say? Vixav Ivri. And if you use that, you can ask Rabbi Schoenberg the whole thing, what's going on. But there's something called Ksav Ivri. It looks... Something like this, maybe. Yeah, Rabbi Schomburg, am I okay so far? Rabbi Schomburg wrote extensively about this and all this kind of stuff. But this is, if you look at the Dead Sea Scrolls, you probably see some of this stuff like this and older things. And Shiloh, did they write with it? Did they not use it? Was Ashuras from the beginning? They might have, they might have used Sifritaris like this. They might have written Sifritaris like this. 
before Ezra. Not everybody holds like that, though. What? Not in the Dead Sea Scrolls at all. The Shem Hashem in the Dead Sea Scrolls. By the way, there's a person I'm very, very close to. I don't want to say his name here because I don't know. Maybe the authorities will come after him. He's in YU, and they brought some of these Dead Sea Scrolls to YU, and they gave him. He was a star student, so they gave him one of them to to do some research on, and uh, he lost it. <laughs> what is that worth? Like $30 million each one? He lost $30 million. Anyway. No, no. The real thing, before anybody cared about it. It was in the 70s, you know, back in the 60s, 70s. He didn't have the real thing, says Rabbi Schoenberg. Okay. <laughs> Now he's going to call me up. Why? Okay. The only time is that it's Gdusha. Here it says Mufurish. You can't write in other languages. You can't flip it out. You can't use this. You can't even use Ksavivri. It's Lashon Kaidish. But it's a different dialect. It's a different way of writing. You can't do it. Not dialect, but it's a different uh, font. Very good font. Says Rava, top of Pesam Adalif. Can be gufon shalanu. Oh, oh. The boy's side, I have it here. Read this. If you write in English. No? I don't want to see that. Gary, I need to see this, please. Thank you. But use Hebrew letters is good. Yeah? That's what happened here. He's writing in English. He wrote a whole Sefer Torah, but he used Hebrew letters. That's okay. But if he wrote in English, A, B, C, that's no good. If you write, you use Ksavashur as a whole Sefer in a completely different language. Excellent. What do you say? So we have a problem. We have a steer and a contradiction. We have to go through the steer and contradiction. We're going to have a number of answers here. On the one hand, it says in the Mishnah, you could switch it out. You could, use, you could write a Sefer Torah in any language. On the other hand, it says you can't. So the Gemara says, no. The, our Mishnah is talking about that you're writing it in Hebrew, in Lashon Kaidish, the way we know it. looks. You look at the Sefer Torah, you won't see any difference. But when we start reading the words, it's gibberish, it's in English. What? You're saying the, the Bryce is talking about that he wrote it in English font? So then why, does, why does it say that you took the Gar Sadusa and you flipped it into Galad? You wrote it in English. Even if you wrote this in pure English, it's possible. According to the Bryce, not the Mishnah, the Bryce, you must write it with Hebrew font. Ashuris, and with ink. So one terrace, another terrace. Rabbanon say in the Mishnah that you could write it in any language and in any, any font. In the Mishnah says that Svarim, all the way at the end, you have to, only Greek. Remember in the Mishnah it says only Greek. Okay. So any other language is possible. The Bryce goes according to Gamliel. Any language is possible. It's not talking. What do you mean? It's not everything is possible. One language, not Lush and Kaidish, is okay. Says the Gemara. How are you doing, Zevi? I see Zevi on your phone. 
Zevi, we love you, but you should try to. F- uh, they don't have YouTube yeshiva. I know. We got to get them the screen. Okay, fine. We're not going to say what yeshiva he's in. Shema, he'll end up in a, a no yeshiva. Elalekasha, elalekasha, kan b'svarim. Sefer Torah, the Mishnah says, is okay to write in English. Kan b'tfilin, but a uh, tfilin, no, it has to be only in lashon kodesh. The, 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 the Bryce is talking about tfilin that can't be in any language. You need lashon kodesh. You need ashuras. Everything. Huh? It's another language. It's German. Did I just say that? I'm not going to like it. It's a dialect of, of basically German and other, and it's a different language. There's a word in the Pasuk. I want to blow it up. Gary, you got to do me a favor. You're not going to believe this. Boys, I thought this was Look at this. Look at this mezuzah uh, here. I got this last night. Without knowing anything about the sugya, I went to the cipher on Dolev, he gave me this. You see where my finger is right over here? You got to zoom in. You got to zoom in. You got to see this. I wanted to, zo- I wanted to blow it up and I forgot. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This for the Hashgacha Prada story is worth waiting 10 seconds. Yeah. He's looking inside my heart. No? No, this is the cheaper one. We do. The $10,000 camera does it. Here we go. Wow. If you look right over, I don't want to move it. Look what you see where my finger is right over here. What, what word is missing? We're right with my finger. Look at the word before and look at the word after. Vahayu is missing from this mezuzah. If you look all the way in the bottom, it says Vahayu Chaser. All the way in, 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 uh, in, in pencil. You see? Vahayu Chaser. I couldn't believe it. This word that we're talking about, is out of this mezuzah. That's why I was able to cut it and, and be mevazit a little bit, although it has Shem Hashem. This is a completely possible mezuzah. Right over here, it's supposed to say, Vahoyu Hadvarim Ha'ela. That word. Anyways, I thought it was interesting. I don't know what the simon is, but the Gemara says, it says in Tefillin the word Vahoyu, which tells us it has to be exactly as is. And if the word Vahoyu is missing, then it doesn't have to. This mezuzah can be any way it wants. Okay. No, it's not as gacha. Interesting as gacha. It's like Hashem uh, saying, "Hey, my targum shiksavei mikra ikab." So now the Gemara asks, "Yigar so dusa." We all know, but if you're talking about filling a mezuzah, what Aramaic word is there in filling a mezuzah? My targum shiksavei mikra ikab bishlem a Torah ikigar so dusa elahacha my targum. So we can't say that the, we cannot say that the Bryce is talking about tefillin. You want to be doichek and say the Bryce is talking about tefillin, but at the end of the day, it doesn't fit into the Bryce because the Bryce says you cannot flip Aramaic to Loshin Kodesh and Loshin Kodesh to Aramaic. There is no Aramaic in a mezuzah, <laughs> so it can't be that that's the Bryce. Elokasha can be Megillah, can be Svarim. Yeah, you know what the Gemara is going to say? We know there's some Aramaic in Megillah, so now it makes more sense. Svarim, you can write in any language you want. It's a big chiddush. Think about it. Sefer Torah, the holiest of the holy, write it in English according to the Mishnah. Megillah, which is a derabanan, don't write it only in Hebrew, in Lashon Kodesh. When I say Hebrew, I mean Lashon Kodesh. Don't, don't hold me on that word, Hebrew. People get upset. It's not Hebrew. Megillah, my time of the chsibah. Some say it's from another, but the point is, it says in the Pasuk, as is. Don't change it. Now the Gemara says, my targum ikah, 
My targum What targum is there that we're talking about in the Megillah that you could flip it? Now, I, you, you cannot go Masechus Megillah without this joke, even though most of the people know the joke. We got to say the joke. Why is it that in the Megillah there are two psukim that we lay in the tune of Eicha? And the answer is because to give a little simcha to the Litvaks. Now the question is, if that's the case, then the entire Megillah should be read like Eicha. So that's already his soilos. That's already too much, too much enjoyment, too much hefkeris and litzanas on Purim. Even on Purim, we're not asking to do that for the Litvaks. Okay, but anyway, there's two psukim in the Megillah. Omer HaPapa Nishma Pisgom HaMela. Pisgam is in Aramaic, it means a decree, fine. That he flipped over into Lashon HaKadosh. And that would be possible. If you try to, if you try to translate the word Pisgam into Lashon HaKadosh, it would be possible. They should give honor. You write in the passage, Somebody said a pshat, I hope the women are not listening, that women need to understand what it is. So they, they said it in Aramaic, because that's the spoken language, so they stuck it in. Women, give honor in English, honor to you. So there shouldn't be any shilas. Another pshat. The Braisa is talking about Shar Svarim. This is the Sefer Torah, this Torah, this Nevi'im Iksuvim. Nevi'im Iksuvim is different. That you should not write in any language. Verbi Yudahi, the Sanyo, Tfilin Umzuzis, Ein Ichtavim, Rav Yudah explains Rav Shingam Lil, Tfilin Umzuzis, Ein Ichtavim, El Ashuris. You can only write it in Lashon Kodesh, in Ashuris, Verabaseinu, Ketiru, Yevonis, and our Rebbes, which is Rav Shingam Lil, they said you're allowed, Yevonis, that's in our Mishnah. How could Rishim Gimel say you can write a tefillin, mezuzah, with Greek letters, it says v'hayu, as is, no, you're right, we're not talking about tefillin, mezuzah, we're talking about nach, or all, all svarim, tanach, nechtavim v'chaloshen, v'rabbeseinu itiru yivanez, and Rishim Gimel says you could write them in Greek, hetiru mechlad tanakama osar, what Tanakama says, other Svarim not. What well, we said, it says you can write Svarim in any language according to Tanakama. That's amazing that Rab Shim Gamliel doesn't say you're allowed to write it in Greek. He says you have to write it in Greek. The only time they allowed Greek is in a Sefer Torah, but not in Yeshaya and Yecheskel and all the other Nevi'im. Why? So here goes. Um Shumaisa, the Talmai HaMelech. Why can you write it in Greek? Because of Talmai HaMelech. Now, Talmai, if you're talking about Greek and Talmai, so what language did Talmai speak? The Sanya, let's just say the story a little bit, you understand my question. The Sanya, Maisa, the Talmai HaMelech, Shekinah, Shivim, Mushnayim, Skenim. He took the 70 skenim, the 71 skenim of the Sanhedrin. Hold on. He took the 71 of the Sanhedrin. He added one. Some say the one in charge of the Sanhedrin, but Sanhedrin is 71. He took, basically took 72 skenim, the, the smartest of the smarter clients. Right? And he put them into separate rooms. He didn't tell him why. I want you to write the Torah. <laughs> now, he wants to see if they're going to do the exact, if they're going to agree 72 times. Now, in what language did he want them to do it in? Because they wrote it in Greek. What language did he speak and understand? 
Greek. Rashi says he was the king of Egypt. So I said as a joke yesterday, maybe he's a Greek king of Egypt. I don't know, guys incredible. But then I looked it up. It says that he was a Greek king of Egypt, according to uh, history. Now, very interesting. I don't know if I'm allowed to show this. I don't know. I hope this is mutter. There's something called Septuagint. 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 Thank you. Septuagint. Now, if you look closely, it says LXX, which is 70. This is Greek translation of the Torah. And Adem the Christians, they use this as, it says over there, the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese it explains the whole thing that it's called 70 because of the 70 Canaan. They round it up to the nearest thing. So it's called Septuagint. Okay, stop. Based on this Gemara. So I did this, I don't know if you could zoom in on this, Gary. There are 15 changes in the difference between our Torah, the Torah, and how they translated it. Now, I don't know if we should go through all through them, but basically instead of bara, Barashas bara, it's Elikim bara. It starts off the first, first word. Why? Because it shouldn't sound that this being called Barashas created Hashem. Nasa Adam, let us, in plural, doesn't sound good. Es Adam. It seems like a Baruch Hu was still creating the world on the seventh. They switched it to Yom Hashishi. The Nases, they didn't hear each other. They didn't know about each other. And they all made the same changes in the Torah so that he doesn't get upset with the Yidin and the Torah. Zohar Nekeva Braam, that Kilu, that there was two creations, two human beings were born on the first day. No. Bra'ai, and then he separated them. Havanerda, let's go down and see what's going on in the world. Not us. Erda, I am going to go down, be myself. So they were upset, the guy were upset that Sarah got punished, and Avram, who also laughed, didn't get punished, so they changed it. She laughed to her, to her, to her uh, relatives instead of laughing to herself. Avram laughed to himself. What's the truth? We'll see in the Gemara. We won't see in the Gemara, but the truth is that Avram laughed out of Simcha, Sarah laughed out of skepticism. Thank you. Kiba'apam Hargu Ish. Yaakov Avinu, just last parasha, Shimon Levi, they killed man. So the murderers, even the father said the murderers. No, they killed the knots. They weren't murderers. So Moshe Rabbeinu gave him a donkey. That's this week's parasha. No, it's not that he had only a donkey. He had noise ibn Adam. It's something, a vehicle that carries human beings. He had even camels, whatever, more, better stuff. Then, I just wrote 430. The Cheshbon is off. We know that it starts from Brisbane Absarim. Was only Mitzrayim 2.10. So they said, Bishara Ratzis. Not only Mitzrayim was this Gullus, but in all the lands, and together it adds up to 400 or 430. Nare, Nare, that the, the Klaisrol, Moshe Rabbeinu sent the youngsters to do Karbanos. It's not nice for Akush Baruch and Harsinai, youngsters, Zatute, Choshava people. The same thing with Atzilai, we're going to switch it to Choshava. Now, this is just the whole Sugyo. We're going for how much? Five minutes left. Okay, you know what? Let's just go back there. Gemara. Because of instead of borrow, instead of Bereshis borrow. Esa Adam and Selim with Mos. So we have Esa Adam. No Hashem finished, but he wrote, they wrote Shishi. 
Zohar gave bra, it says braam in plural, they change it to singular. Let me go down by Daraflaga. No, not we will go down. They switched it to I'll go down. She left to her relatives instead of Bikirba inside her because they, they would be upset. Why is Hashem playing favoritism? I have an Avos here. You want to know what an Avos is? This a trowel here. Here's a shar, trough, I mean, did I say trough? Yeah. He is eating money. That's what they eat, no? Fine. This is something else. I never soon. Yeah. Instead of a chamar, this is in our parasha. They switched it. To in all the land, so that it, they don't have to go through the whole cheshbon. You can look in Rashi what the cheshbon is. Vayishav is that today bnei Yisrael instead of Nare bnei Yisrael that today beautiful Rambanir, and this is to Zevi and to all the young guys. The Ramban says, in fact, the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu sent Narim because the unmarried Bachrim of Klai Yisrael are the most chashiv that we have, and that's what he sent. Vel zatude bnei Yisrael yishalach yada. So again, instead of Atzile, they had to be consistent, so they changed it to Zatute, which is Choshet. We just turned to Testament Bay, sponsored by Aaron Struk. In honor of my parents, Josh and Ilm Struk, and Lezech and Ishmael, Aaron ben Shimon Sponsored in honor of Rabbi and Mrs. Avram Yaakov and Sora Levine by their children, Ishkoyach. <coughs> Do I have it? Yeah, it's the next one. Yeah, yeah. It says loy chamar, so they change it to chemed, because it seems like Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, "I didn't take a donkey, mashma, but I took gold. I took silver. No, I didn't take anything." So it says they stuck in the word lahayir. That shouldn't sound like the, the Goyim have the right to do Avedis Zara. No, that's this. Yeah. Instead of saying Arneves, a hare, a, a rabbit, they changed it to Tzir Saraglaim. Why? The wife of the king, her name was Arneves. And they, they, they're trying to laugh at me. Because it seemed like there was a Sakonis Lefashis if you wrote the wrong thing over there. I just thought it was interesting. Rashi says, Si'irois, meaning that they have very short hands. And if you look closely over here, you'll see that this is considerably shorter than this long leg. You see, this part alone is the size of his hand and it goes all the way up here. This Arneves is, is different than all animals. A horse, let's say, has his hind legs and his front are the same size, basically. Not by our nervous, huh? Kangaroo, similar to kangaroo, right? Yeah, they actually look very similar. If you can make an announcement, I've been committed to the ten thousand. They should all know they have to pay it. Yeah, they know, right? Everybody knows that the ten thousand is in effect. It's actually eleven thousand, Baruch Hashem, and uh, Nachman already paid up. So ever committed, committed. Now he just told me in a secret that if everybody doesn't pay, I have to give him back his money. So now it's a new tonight. 
He didn't hear. They write Sefer Torah in Greek, but they say the Bizmana says it's a different Greek, so you cannot use Greek. So they actually bring a puzzle. Which later on is Greek, you can bring it to the base Madrash. But he had other children here. Maybe that language. The beautiful language, the Greek, the Latin, whatever you want to call it, that's the one you bring in to the base Medrash. Says the Mishnah. Let's 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 go weiter. We'll talk afterwards. Now. In the time of Moshe Rabbeinu, there was oil, they used to anoint a, a Kohen Gadol, and that was it. Kohen Gadol looks like this. Now, if you don't have the Shem Mishra, because Yoshio, when he buried everything, he buried the staff of Aaron, he buried all the stuff, he, the man, he buried also the Shem Mishra. So what do you do later on in the Baisheni? When he wears these clothing, that makes him a Kohen HaMeshuach. He makes him a Kohen Gadol. The only difference between the two is, if a Kohen Gadol, Says halacha that if you are over on that halacha, you have krisos, kares, and he made up this halacha, he has to bring a bull. If if later generation there was no oil, you don't bring a bull. Ain ben you bring a kizbasira. Ain ben koyin mishamish lekoyin sheovar elo par yoimakipurim vasiru seifa. Koyin sheovar Rashi explains means the substitute koyin. So let's say the koyin gadol has a problem. He's sick. He has a, his tummy, whatever it is, you bring the next guy in, you bring this guy in, he becomes the Kohen Gadol. Once the, the original Kohen Gadol comes back, you kick that the substitute, substitute out. Now he's no longer a substitute. Now he, he actually wore the Shemoyin of Gadol. He's the real deal. I remember Ravad Yosef in America, when he wasn't the Rav Rashi, he came with the Shemoyin of Gadol. Once he's the Rav Rashi, he always wear that thing. So what is the difference between them? Ela, Par, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, only the 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 one being mishamish in the base I mean she brings a, a bull for to, for his uh, kapara. Vasir seifa kain brings asir seifa a large milchas uh, chavitin. It's called you give half in the morning, half in the evening, but not the guy that's retired. But for pariyam kipurim vasir seifa zev is a shavin. In other words, the kain mishuach and the kain that was anointed and the Kayan, we're not talking about the substitute now, the, the, the first part of the Mishnah, the Marum of God, and they all, they both have to do a Pariyam Kippurim and a Sir Seif. They have to bring on Yom Kippur the bull, not when he does an Aver, but for Yom Kippur. Must season like your mayor, but that doesn't go come to your mayor. The Rameir, Atanya, Marum of God, maybe Paraba, Akala Mitzvah, the Rameir. So Marum of God, a guy that became a Kayan God because he wore the bag and not because he had oil, doesn't bring a par, brings a Akala Mitzvah, the Rameir, maybe. My time is the Rameir. The sign of Moshiach. We could sing the song a different time. It says over here, Hamashiach. So the problem is that like Rameir. So the beginning of the mission doesn't go like Rameir, but the end does go like Rameir, and that's a big problem always. The last part of the mission says that. 
the substitute has the same halacha as a regular coin gold besides two things. And that goes Asan the Remeir. So the beginning of the Mishnah is not Remeir, the end is Remeir. Problem. The first coin had to step down for a few minutes. The first one comes back. Shani, call mitzvahs kunuk doyla olav. Says Rashi. What does it mean, call mitzvahs? He has to do the avoida with shmoyne begadim. He doesn't uncover his hair. He doesn't rip his clothing. He could only marry a psula. He cannot marry an almana. And when his parents die, he could do, perform the avoida. Just like a kohen gadol. The remeir. So the end of the mission is remeir. The beginning is not remeir. Rabbi Yossi, oimer, rishon choyz lavadosay, shani and uroyu. And, and Rabbi Yossi says, no. The second guy, the substitute, he can't be either. The same, this story happened as a substitute. He cannot be a coin gadol and he can't be a regular coin. Why? You don't want two people fighting. There's only one gadol. You can't put a second guy next to him. But you can't make him a regular coin. So it seems like over here that Midaraisi is a coin gadol. Just Chacham said, we don't, we, we don't want to fight. Put him to the side. Ask the Gemara the question. Reish Rabbanov is safer and mayor. How can it be? Omer Avchizda in. Yes, we don't have a choice today. Reish Rabbanov is safer and mayor. Rav Yosef Omar, Rebihi. Venasav Allah Aliba de Tanoi. Who wrote all the Mishnahis? Rebbe. Rebbe, when he wrote the Mishnah, he held not like Remeir when he wrote the beginning, and he held like Remeir when he wrote the end. It's another kind of chak on the terrace. We don't usually use that terrace. We have a better one. Have a wonderful day.